Okay, morning everybody. Morning. Well, you all sound well, but that morning was rubbish. Good morning, everybody. Morning. And that song um, that we got Christian sister sang, that is a reality. That is a reality. You know, how good God is and how that will happen to us all if we accept him as our own personal saviour. So what we're going to... You okay with that? Yeah, sorry, I just get a bit close to is that okay? That's fine. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Okay, now we, we read Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. And originally I was going to talk about Habakkuk, and yet somehow God said, I want you to speak on the Ethiopian eunuch. Now why? Only, only time will reveal, but you have to have faith in God. And what we need to look at before we look at that, it's just how Philip was used by God. Because in Acts chapter 6, um, when seven people were chosen, remember that there was disciples, and it says in verse 1, Now in those days when the number of disciples were multiplying, that a complaint arose with certain different factions of Jews. And they had to choose seven people who were going to people who would distribute this food at this time. And it says that they chose Stephen. We know what happened to Stephen. He was a man full of faith. And he was a man that was martyred because of his faith. But it also talks about Philip. Philip, who was also a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. And it's important to recognise that, that as we come to the start of this time together in the message, that we are people full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit because um, we need to be to the brim. Do you remember that old chorus which says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Many of you remember that, I will remember it because I'm old enough to remember it. This little light of mine and that light is for each one of us in this room this morning. And so there was Stephen there was Philip, and then Stephen was martyred to death, and the Christian church was persecuted. And it says later on in Acts chapter 8, it says, Let me just find that. It says that Philip and some of the men they scattered abroad because of the persecution that was given by Saul. Saul, who later became Paul, Saul of Tarsus. We also need to realise that this Philip that's mentioned in the Acts of the Apostles is not the same Philip that is in, who was a disciple of Jesus. Philip is called the Evangelist and he was a person that was used by God as we will see in this passage. And so in Acts chapter 9, as we look at it, in Acts chapter 8 verse 26, as Philip was in Samaria and it, it says here, in Samaria it says, Repent, for this is your wickedness, and praise God, pray God, if perhaps a thought. And, and Simon answered, Pray to the Lord. But many people were saved, people were healed, and it says here that the sorcerer's profession of faith. So he was in Samaria, and there were many people that were being used by God, and Philip was one of those people. And then God said to, or an angel said to Philip, I want you to go, arise and go to the south along the road, which is 
from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is desert. How would you have responded to that? When here you are in Samaria, many people are being touched by the will of God, many people are being saved, similar to what happened on the day of Pentecost. And then the angel of the Lord says to Philip, I want you to go to a desert place. He didn't know where he didn't know who he was going to see at this point, but he told him because and he said that he wanted to go down there, and so he arose. And with faith, there's obedience. And we need to obey the Lord God. Because if we don't obey the Lord God, we don't know what God's saying to us as individuals and as a church. So Philip had a choice. Was he going to stay in Samaria where people were being saved and where many people were being touched by God? Or would he go to a desert place? And it says in verse 27 that he arose. He didn't complain. He arose. And he went. And there he met a man of an Ethiopian eunuch. So he arose. And it says, um, To love the Lord thy God for greatest command with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And that's what Philip was doing. He arose because God told him to do it. Now every one of us face difficulties. I'm sure you may have faced a difficulty today. I'm sure you will face a difficulty this week. But God is always with us and protects us and keeps us safe. Let me give you an example. I shared it with Eddie a few weeks ago. As you know, I've got a prosthetic leg and on my left foot I have a toe, as we do, and my toe went red. And that was a dangerous sign because I'm a diabetic. And if anything that happened there, I would have, well, I just don't know. And my wife saw this and we went to the walking centre because the red was like Liverpool football shirt. So that's how red it was. And yet God brought that to our attention. And immediately, well not immediately, but that day we went to the walking centre in Old Swamp because it needed to be healed. And I was given antibiotics and although it's not fully healed, I go and see the podiatry every week, the redness has gone down and there's no infection and it seems that I'm going to be healed. Now how did that happen? Because God was in the midst. And what's so important about that is that God not only speaks to us on the big things, but speaks to us on the little things. And if you get right with the little things, then God will be with you. And that's what I've done in recent days, because because of the, because of the disability, go in a minute, you do get nervous. I get nervous sometimes going into town. If I get pushed... The great thing is, if I have a walking stick or a, or a <coughs> stick, everyone will just walk aside because they see that I'm a disabled person. But if I don't have that, then you can get crushed. And I, when I go into town, whatever I do, and I go and I say to the Lord, Lord, you know where I am. You know what I need to do. Please direct my paths. And you know what? He always does. So... Bring to God the little things as well as the big things. 
because if you do that then God will 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 trust you and he will use you in a mighty way wherever you are and so the Philip then he went to a desert place and he met an Ethiopian eunuch and this Ethiopian eunuch was no ordinary person because it says that he was in charge of all their treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship so he was a man of high authority he was a man who looked after the after the treasury he was a man that obviously was trusted by this queen and he went to Jerusalem to worship and was returning and was sitting in his chariot and he was reading Isaiah the prophets now obviously he was reading Isaiah 53 which is the great passage on how Jesus died and rose again but he didn't understand it he didn't understand it and and then the spirit so see how God is speaking to Philip and God can speak to you and God can speak to me and God can, can speak to us and direct us and it says that spirit said to Philip so God Philip knew God's voice and it's very important that we as Christians we know God's voice you see the devil doesn't want this church to open the devil doesn't want all these people here in this place but he's lost because God has the victory and you need to take hold of that because God has the victory in this church God has the victory in your life God has the victory in my life the more that we serve him and so and Philip said to Philip go near and overtake the chariot so Philip now knew why he was in this desert place because he went to see the Ethiopian eunuch and it says go near and overtake the chariot was Philip enthusiastic yes he was because it says in verse 30 that Philip ran to him Philip ran to him he didn't walk he ran to him and it says uh, Philip ran and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah that's enthusiasm that's enthusiasm for the gospel to know that he ran and we are called to be enthusiastic because let's face it we've just well, this good lady there's just sang a hymn about what's going to happen that we'll see him in the air do you deserve to see him in the air no you don't but why is it because you've been saved by grace and Ethel who's not with us today she's in a far better place she's with the Lord She's seen <coughs> her maker. She is seeing him face to face because she's been saved by the grace of God. And one day, you and I will be there. And one day, we will see him. And we know that he's alive because he's with us with his spirit. The Holy Spirit is with us, as, as it says clearly because the Spirit said to Philip go near and overtake the chariot so Philip ran 
and he wanted to speak to this Ethiopian eunuch about the gospel. And we read in verse 31, how can I unless someone guides me? <laughs> well, Philip was guided by God. That's why Philip was in the that's why Philip was in the desert place, because he was he was guided by God. And it says very clearly, it says, um, with the very he was led like a let me just read this to you. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. This is Jesus. Then it says, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, he did not open his mouth. The only time he opened his mouth, or of the times he did, was when he said to his father, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In Matthew 27 and verse 56 or 65. Then it says, In his humiliation, the justice was taken away. Jesus was humiliated. Jesus was humiliated for you and for me. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So he died. He was in the ground. And then on the third day, he rose. He rose from the dead. And the eunuch wanted to know what that meant. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, Ask. Of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? So the Ethiopian eunuch was ready for the gospel. The Ethiopian eunuch was ready for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says here that Philip ran and they said, and as they were, then Philip opened his mouth and began at that very same scripture, but the difference was that he preached Jesus Christ. And that's the only difference between a person who is a Christian and a person who is not, is Jesus Christ. He is the person who has saved me and you by grace, through faith. It's not of works, lest any man should boast, but it's a gift from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. So it's a gift from God. So this gift that was given to Philip, he obeyed the call of God and said, preached, he's louder than me, he preached Jesus. He preached Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So, and then obviously the Ethiopian eunuch heard this and they passed by some water. Isn't that a miracle? We're in a desert place. Do you find water in a desert? But here was the water. Why was there water? Because God had placed it there. And it says, and they went down and it says, see here is water. What hinders me from being baptised? So Philip had spoken to him, he preached Jesus Christ, and it hindered him, what hinders me from being baptised? And it says, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, I believe that Jesus Christ 
is the Son of God. Now, sadly, in our churches today, I don't know whether it's obviously not applicable here, and not applicable one what I am, but churches today, some churches, don't preach repentance. Don't preach that the only way that you can be a Christian is by repenting and believing in God. And that's what that's what the eunuch said. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But you know, sadly, so many I mean sadly the churches today who now have compromised the gospel in a big way. We have same sex marriages in in churches. The Baptist Union are now having people from the same sex being married in their churches. We have the LGBT in that place. And I heard a message, uh, I can't remember where it was, but yet it was our own pastor. The pastor, he was in London this particular, uh, when it was the LGB Pride in London in this past week. And this particular man came with the gospel and he preached Jesus Christ is the only way. And he preached this in front of LGBT people. And people were so angry with him. And believe it or not, the police protected him because he wanted to preach the gospel. And as the police said to them, he has a right as much as anyone else because it's freedom of choice. But how brave was he? How brave was he that he preached Jesus Christ crucified? Now, I'm not a big fan of Simon Cowell, never have been and never will be, but there's a program that was on in America and they have these contestants. You know the contestants that come? And this particular man came and Simon Cowell asked him, why have you come here? And this man said, I want to tell you all about Jesus Christ. I want to preach the gospel in front of everyone else. And you know, you know, you know, you thought you wouldn't get a mockery. But he preached and he said, you can only be saved by grace. You can only be saved by Jesus. I am here today because Jesus has brought me here to speak to you about Jesus. And then they asked the panel, and they asked the panel, and they said to the panel, what did you think? Uh, and, the, they said, and they said, what did you think? And Simon Cowell, I nearly fell off my chair, but Simon Cowell said, that's the most wonderful message I, <coughs> excuse me, I have ever heard. And do you remember when they go about, um, when they go past, whether they accept them or whether they reject them, everyone flashed the light and said that he went through the next round. Now why was that? Because <clears throat> he was brave enough to speak about Jesus and the, 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 the people. There were thousands there. And it was wonderful just to see what God can do. And so he believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, that's how we're saying Remember Simon Peter in Caesarea? Who do people say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And this God that you and I serve today is living. He is alive. 
He is not dead. He is. <clears throat> I get emotional because it's so wonderful. He is alive. Muhammad's not alive. Buddha's not alive. But Jesus' Jesus's tomb is empty. And he sits at right hand side of God the Father for you and for me. How good is that? So, but that's not all to this because this is also important. So he commanded the chariot to stand down, they went down into the water, and he baptized him. He baptized him in the water in a desert place when the you would think there would be no water, but God wants this to happen. And God does wonderful things. Remember the story of when Thomas doubted Jesus. And remember the upper room. Jesus entered into the upper room. He didn't go through the he didn't open the door, he went through the door. And he went straight to Thomas. And you remember Philip Peter? When Peter denied Jesus when they were on the seashore, they'd had the fish. And who did Jesus go to next? Peter. Because because he wanted Peter to be to repent and to know God. And that's how good God is. He goes straight to the person who needs the Lord Jesus. And so he went down into the water and he baptized him. And the Spirit took Philip away. It says very clearly in verse 39, Now they went up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more. He saw him no more. So that was a, that was a providence of God. Sorry, that was, um, what did he call it? That, uh, sorry, appointments. That was an appointment that was given by God. And God gives you appointments. And God gives me appointments. And God says, I want you to go to this, and I want you to go to that. If you're filled with the spirits of God, and you know God, you will know that God has the answer, and he wants you to speak. I wasn't going to speak about the problem with my toe. God told me to speak to him. I wasn't going to preach about this this morning. But I've done it, because God said that's what needs to happen. And God is so gracious. But you see, what's so wonderful about this is, and I miss this out, it says that eunuch saw him no more, but went on his way rejoicing. Now you think about that for a minute. The Ethiopian eunuch was a man of authority. How many other people will he speak to about Jesus because of the because of Philip and because of the use of the witness. How many people? We don't know. But what we do know is he certainly did, because he was a Christian, because he went on his way rejoicing. And it says that Philip was found at Azotos, and he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So Philip had done his task. He'd obeyed God's voice. Am I obeying God's voice? <coughs> Am I obeying what God wants me to do? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Or, or as sadly some churches say, and this I find so amazing, is they do a work 
And they say to the Lord, now we're doing this work, Lord, would you bless it? Nothing about seeking the word of God, Matthew 6, 33. To seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now one day you'll see the Ethiopian eunuch and you'll see him in heaven because Jesus spoke to him through Philip. And you've been here now, is it 40 years? About that? God, does, the devil doesn't want this church to grow. And all I see here is growth. All I see here is God working in this place. Now who's done that? God has done that. But God has chosen people that want to work in this community. God has allowed that to happen. And God will bless those who will be used by God. And it's great to see so many kids. So many kids here today. We don't know when the Lord will return. But if, they don't, if he has returned soon, these will be the future. And they will be people who will carry on. Because it's a, it's a process. And it's a process in which you're in trust with Jesus every single day of your life. How good is that? How good is that for you? How good is that for me? With, it, with Jesus... All things are possible. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We have to live by faith. How do I live by faith? I close. Hebrews 11, verse 1. That faith is being sure of what we do not see. But we know that Jesus is alive. We're here this morning because Jesus has saved us. We're here this morning because at some point in our lives we accepted Jesus Christ as our Saviour and Lord. That is why we're here. And you know what's good? It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, Jesus Christ can still use you to bring glory to his name. I was what's your first name again? Enid. Enid. I was talking to Enid about a gentleman that we know called Richard Fawcett, who was, um, I shared it with you on Thursday, about a Gideon man who was not in the best of health. And yet even with his best of not being the best of health, he shared with us of what Christ has done in his life. That is what it means to be a Christian. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for this service this morning. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us as Christians. And we praise you for this church. We pray, Lord, that you'll bring glory to, that you will use this church to bring glory to your name. We pray, Lord, for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that people in this community will be saved by your grace because you love them and you want the best for them. Father, bless this church, bless the future, bless the kids' club, bless the mums and tots, bless the Bible study on a Wednesday, bless the services here Sunday by Sunday. But most of all, Lord, bless these people 
that they will know that you are with them every moment of every day in their lives. And what's better, Lord, either serving this world or serving you? We serve you because we have a hope in heaven that a place is being prepared for each one of us in this room today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.